This is East Carolina defensive coordinator Blake Carroll, and you're listening to the Sports Objective, the podcast for Pirates. into the sports objective we appreciate everyone tuning in whenever and however you're watching or listening whether it's on facebook youtube or pretty much anywhere you find podcasts you can find us today we're talking east carolina softball as we're joined by the second year or just wrapped up his second year entering his third season with the east carolina softball program shane winkler coach we appreciate your time bob i appreciate you having me yes sir um always enjoy talking pirate softball with you and uh, i know you Guys fell just shy of that first winning season for the program since 2014, but uh, an awful lot of strides made. Yeah, we we made a lot of progress, and that's that's part of the process of kind of rebuilding the program. We were we were really close at times, really close to, like you said, finishing with a above 500 record. But a lot of things to be happy about with the the strides that uh, a lot of our individual players made, some of our younger players with the experience that they got, and just. Uh, how close we are to breaking through and, and really just a couple players away from taking that next big step. And that's that's part of the kind of process that we're going through this summer. But uh, just really happy with the, the effort our girls put in all year and it just uh, how close we are to, again, being being that in one of those big programs in the American. Just for reference for Pirate fans, you know, in your first season, uh, you guys went 20 and 36 this year, 27 and 28, just a game below 500. Um, some near misses against programs like Duke and Virginia Tech, top 25 caliber programs and um, programs that have been making NCAA regionals or even super regionals and beyond. So um, you just talk about some of those near misses and just seeing, seeing uh, like I mentioned, and uh, like you already uh, discussed a little, just the, the strides that this program is making. Yeah, and as we we talked about that going into the season, we we were we were competitive last year during our first year in, in a lot of games, a lot of series. Uh, but when we wanted to compete to win this year, uh, so we we did. We we took a big step forward. But you can take a, a doubleheader like uh, the Duke games, which got a nationally televised game, uh, and we we pushed them. I mean, we we had them to the brink, and we we we've got a lead going into the last uh, inning, and uh, we're we're right right there with with them and give up a home run late, but. Uh, had opportunities throughout that game to, to blow a game open against at the time was one of the top five teams in the country and, and a team that was on the brink of going to the world series. And uh, just kind of how we're looking into going to next year, we, we're a player away from, from taking that next big step, someone that can get that big RBI or that, that shutdown out late in the game. But uh, we were close. We put ourselves in that position all year long. It started with our opening weekend uh, with pushing Virginia tech to, to late innings, we held a lead on them for most of a game. But again, what one one player or one moment away from uh, from a big top twenty five win there. But uh, you can look throughout the season at, at moments that we did pull off wins like that. Uh, first time in fifteen years, we went to UNC and picked up a big win there. Uh, one of our last series of the year, we went and picked up a win against NC State. So 
uh, we're, we're pulling off power five wins and, and wins that pirate fans can be proud of and that we're kind of building on for the future, but uh, re- really close in a lot of conference series, but you can just look again at, at those, those power five, those ACC games that we are right there with teams that uh, we're, we're closer to than, than a lot of people would think. And again, one recruiting class and one transfer class away from, from breaking through. And I certainly know um, many Pirate fans were tuned in to, to that Duke doubleheader that you mentioned was on national television, and and I was one of those. And um, you know, for Pirate baseball fans, uh, you've seen catches throughout the year by Lane Hoover, and then uh, also uh, Riley Johnson in Sports Center top ten. And uh, talk about the one um, since we discussed that Duke game uh, that that you guys have that, that actually forced extra innings, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I mean, well, early in the game, we had we had a chance to break it open, and they made a uh, Sports Center top ten catch in, in center field that would have scored another run for us. Uh, and then late in the game, uh, they have a chance to tie it up. We we got a freshman Anna Sawyer goes up over the fence and robs a home run. So I mean, there, there's so so many moments like that uh, that were so exciting for for what we did throughout the year. Um, but really, again, this this shows the potential for for where we're going in the future. But uh, that's what we talked about all year long was was how many moments we can create in uh, a moment in a big big catch like that where we're robbing a home run against a a, a top five opponent. Uh, those kind of moments what propels you uh, for for a game for uh, a season and uh, for someone like Anna Sawyer, a, a local product here for for hopefully a career because that's something that uh, she was excited about. We're, we were excited about for her, uh, but but really moments are what creates. Uh, winning program so we're, we're looking to build more and more moments in the future like that and just a little note for pirate fans on anna sawyer and that family if i'm not mistaken i want to say her brother is committed to, to play baseball for the pirates uh he, he yeah. is he's 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 a younger one but uh yeah he's he, he, right. he's rising pitcher that's gonna uh, hopefully be a star just like she will for our program one of the one of the pitchers um, that you had um, that definitely uh, had a solid year is Addie Bullis. Um, talk about her season, had an ERA uh, of under three, and uh, opponents hit just 240 against her. You know, Addie battled through injury uh, last year, her first year with us. She transferred in from Dayton for us. Uh, so she, she battled being injured all year long. So we had to limit her innings, and she wasn't 100% throughout this entire season either. Uh, I don't know if we'll, we'll, we'll get her back to 100% or not, uh, but she's she gave us some really tough innings. Uh, and we feel like with some of the young pitchers we got coming in this year with big velocity that she's going to complement those a ton. But just her work ethic and her fight and toughness to battle through, uh, really never being 100%, but finding ways to be as effective as possible. And that's what she did all year long. And she kept us in games and uh, her and really Jordan Hatch split a lot of innings as we went through the season and two, two lefties for us that uh, really grew in a lot of ways throughout the season and uh, going to set themselves up to be uh, some table setters for us, but also, like I said, be able to complement some of the uh, young velocity kids we got, we got coming in in the future. So uh, really proud of what Addie did battling back and then, uh, again, Jordan, some of the innings that, that she had and some of the moments she, she had, we keep going back to that Duke game. It was uh, Jordan Hatch who shut them down for uh, six-plus innings that, that gave us a, a chance to even be in, in a game like that. So uh, proud of our pitching staff, and those two kind of led the way. Obviously, a lot of innings from some of our kids that came out of the bullpen, but those two led the way for us and 
uh, working their tails off already this summer to get and get ready for next season. We'll certainly dive into some of the tremendous signees you have headed uh, your way uh, here in a few minutes. But uh, I know back when we talked preseason, late January, early February, you were saying that it was going to be very much a, you know, a staff approach that it wasn't going to be, you know, one or two girls that were just, you know, shut down pitchers, if you will. But um, talk about how that approach uh, served you in, in that growth and progress that you just referenced. You know, we, we, we probably uh, didn't get as much innings out of some of the others as, as we were planning. Uh, and that has, has a lot to do with how well Addie and Jordan threw early in the season. Addie threw really well for the first uh, two months and then threw well throughout conference play, but really shut teams down with a low ERA uh, through February and, and early March. So we didn't have to utilize the bullpen as much as, as we planned. Uh, and if had we scored a little more runs, we probably probably could have experimented more with with some others. But we had some like Peyton Hudson step up as a transfer that got some meaningful innings for us. Uh, as a grad transfer, she got one more year for us. Uh, she had some real meaningful innings. Maddie Davis battled uh, through some injuries early in the season, but I mean, you, you saw the way she finished her career up here and on Senior Day uh, through extremely extremely well and, and had some moments for us throughout the season and. So we, we, we got some good moments from from our bullpen as well throughout the year. But, again, Jordan and Addie were those table setters, and we, we feel like we're going to have a lot deeper staff next year, and that's going to be really important uh, for us to take that next step. We uh, ho- Hopefully step up, someone steps up to being number one, but then we've got some 1A and 1Bs that uh, can, can, can battle for those innings also. But that, that's going to always be important, and that's kind of – the way that softball has been going more in the future, you look five, 10 years ago and it was always one pitcher throwing 300 plus innings. And it's a lot less of that. Now offenses are way too good for that. Uh, so we feel like we're going to have an even deeper staff heading into the 23, 24 season. Shifting over and talking about the offense, um, as you just referenced on the production, it's not what you would have liked, but at the same time, you had some excellent individual performances um, and some, some good, some good games, but uh, Taylor Edwards, uh, what a season she had! Three sixty-five, uh, three bombs, twelve doubles, also five triples. Yeah, and all, all region kid, and she she's one that came in in January, so she really just had a month to prepare and had hadn't played for a year and a half before that because she took last year off and uh, didn't see a lot of time uh, w- with UCLA the year year before, but transferred in from a big uh, powerhouse program like that. But just an athlete that was able to come in and make an immediate impact for us. So really proud of what she did and uh, was one of the table setters for us. To, uh, she was an all-conference, all-region kid. Uh, so we're really proud of that. And then Tadria Sinney, who finished up her career for us as a two-year transfer. She's one that came in last year as a mid-year. So we, we've had some success with the mid-year transfer kids. Uh, that rule's kind of going away, so we're going to have to get them in here before August and not worry about getting transfers in January where they can play right away. Uh, but Tadria Sinney is another one where you look at numbers, especially throughout conference play, that uh, got kind of an all-conference slight that uh, we think she should have had two straight years of all-conference play. But, I mean, those top two in the lineup really set us up throughout the year. And then we had some individual performances that uh really excited about for the season and really getting kids some growth for, for the future. Like Logan Sutton had a lot of moments. She led us in home runs, uh, average not where she'd want to be. And uh, I know she's working already this summer on – uh, get some things more consistent for the future, but showed a lot of explosiveness. We've already talked about Anna Sawyer, some of the things that she did her freshman year. 
uh, going through some freshman bumps at times and seeing how tough it is at this level within within the American Conference. And uh, but she she had she had some moments and going to be a big time player for us. But uh, just a, a lot of individual performances like that throughout the year. Uh, we're, we're really proud of Bailey Wilson had had some big moments at a big go ahead game winning home run against NC, NC State for us. Uh, Joey Fatante got a lot of experience catching DP wise uh, that we're looking forward to her growth. So a lot of individuals like that that ha- had some moments and really ready to take that step for the next year. And some of those shortcomings you think is just more, I know you referenced at least a couple times there just kind of a lack of experience and uh, you know getting those at bats and um, those um, or that that experience that you that you can't replace in games. Yeah, that that that's some of it. We we were young at times. Uh, we expect to have and, and bring in throughout this summer uh, some more middle of the lineup power. Uh, we we lack like some teams have that that one swing to get three or, three or four runs on the board. Uh, so we, we, we didn't have as much explosiveness as as we're looking to hopefully pick up through the transfer portal and that we're working on right now. Uh, so we, we struggle kind of three, four, five in the lineup uh, where a, a lot of teams obviously rely on. That's that's where we we kind of struggled was that that big production, that RBI and uh, long ball production. Not that we got to live on the home run ball, but uh, it, it's it's a big deal in the, in the game of softball with how strong some players are now. And I mean, 200, 220 foot fence, it doesn't take much to to hit a two run home run. We, we lack that at times. So we're, we're looking to bring that in. And that's, that's a big part of it. Cause we had kids, like I said, at, at the top of the lineup that we're getting on and we're, now we're just uh, need to get a little better with our quality at bats. And some of our young kids are, are going to be working on that. Like I said, the Suttons and Sawyers with some of their quality at bats and run production. So some things that we can definitely fix through player development and some things that we're looking to really improve on uh, as we continue to recruit. We talked about the transfer portal, um, or, or you referenced it a couple times and how it had been good to your program uh, with the likes of uh, Taylor Edwards. Um, you know, I know it varies from sport to sport and then obviously program to program, depending on uh, what your needs are and uh, just exactly how much you'll, you'll use the portal. But, um, you know, ideally, you know, do you prefer to, to focus in on more uh, high school recruiting or um, the transfer portal and, uh, you know, What's your uh, ideal situation there in a, in a perfect world? You know, we're, we're going to use a blend. Uh, when they when they announced the transfer portal a handful of years ago, I, I decided as a coach that we're, we're going to use it to our to our benefit. Uh, we're a place that uh, even though we've got a couple of players that weren't seeing a lot of playing time transfer out uh, this season, we usually don't lose a lot of transfers. Uh, this is probably the most that I've lost with, with a handful, but – I mean, a couple of them are fifth-year kids that weren't didn't have their degree here, uh, and then a couple of players that weren't seeing a lot of playing time. So uh, we're not losing them for some reasons that that other programs are. Uh, but we've got a place with a great culture and a great environment that that we can get some big-time players like a Taylor Ritters, like a Tadria Sinney that uh, played Power Five softball for big big programs, and see kind of how our culture and environment is and what we're building. Uh, so we we can benefit from the portal big time, and we're we're going to do that. And this summer is going to show that uh, we could be in a position right now where we're adding five or six kids out of the transfer portal this summer uh, to really shake up the lineup. And that's the kind of how some of the roster space that we have right now, which is exciting over the next month. Some of the kids that we're going to be bringing in on visits, uh, some kids again from from Power Five programs that have had some success, and 
some highly recruited kids to those institutions that are looking to transfer for one reason or another. So we're, we're going to use that to our benefit and we're, we're going to make sure that we're successful in the portal because uh, we got a place that players want to be. But uh, you, you're always going to have to use the the old school recruiting and, and getting the younger kids. And uh, we, we've got a great class that we're excited about, we're proud of, that we're looking forward to bringing in here that Pirate fans can be excited to, to follow for four years here. So we're, we're going to use a nice blend, uh, but we're going to keep trying to find the best talent we can to take our program to the top of this conference. We get to the top of this conference. We're talking about being a top 25 team in the country. So we got to recruit top 25 kids, whether they're uh, high school, junior and seniors, or, or they're, they're coming from the portal. Had a question submitted by one of our loyal viewers and listeners, Johnny Gardner. Uh, he was wanting to uh, get your thoughts on that very talented 2023 class. Um, so many highly regarded recruits. And one of the things that jumped out to me, the, the very first bio I read um, talking about, um, you know, not, not only was she an excellent softball player, she was an excellent track athlete as well. So, uh, so if you would kind of give us a thumbnail sketch of those uh, members of the 2023 class. Yeah, we'll, we'll start with uh, track athlete because uh, we got to replace – Tadrius any of the top, top of the lineup. Uh, so it's, it's tough to predict what uh, a freshman will do, but we know speed wise, we got a Kenesha Anderson out from California that that can fly. Uh, so she's, she's doing high school track this year and then we'll jump right back into being on one of the best travel ball teams in the country. But that's a kid from a speed standpoint that uh, we feel like can produce a lot for us. Uh, hopefully be a table setter like a Cine was and, so that's that's kind of our plan. But again, fresh freshmen kind of go along at their own pace sometimes. But uh, the good thing is her pace is, is pretty fast. Uh, and then we've got some kids playing in the state championship here in North Carolina this week. Uh, Taylor Apples had an outstanding season, uh, both at the plate and pitching wise. And she's one that we feel like can be a top of the rotation pitcher for us with big velocity, swing and miss type kid. But uh, she's driven the ball out of the park quite a bit and that's through high school ball, but so she's shown some potential at the plate as well. Uh, Kaylee Askew also playing, uh, in the state championship, uh, utility kid plays all over the field, uh, handles the bat well from the left side. Uh, so we got some kids that getting some championship experience, which is, which is really valuable. Uh, again, another kid like a Hannah Evans, a, uh, a speed kid that plays all over the outfield, left, left side of the plate, uh, does a great job again with, with the bat moving kids over. Uh, but she, she's one that plays with Taylor Apple uh, for Carolina lightning team that one of the best travel ball teams in the country. So we're bringing in kids with a lot of experience like that, that are playing high level ball. Uh, but it's fun to see some of them still playing for championships. And then the last one's another uh, pitcher, two way kid pitcher um, middle infielder, Devin long from Georgia, who, a uh, high velocity kid again that we, we were looking forward to having more swing and miss stuff with our pitching staff, but she also swings a really good bat and can play in, anywhere on the field. A uh, kid that I've really been looking at since she was 12, 13 years old coming to my camps down at Charleston Southern. So I've been seeing her for a lot of years and excited to have her on board here and being a pirate. But that, that class is one that we feel like with their athleticism and the pitching that we have, uh, it's going to be really successful for us. We're bringing in speed and athleticism and then, uh, like I said, hitting the portal hard for some kids that can drive the ball out of the park. 
over the last five seasons or so, the East Carolina baseball program under Cliff Godwin has obviously been top 15, top 20, um, well documented, you know, the atmosphere um, there with the jiggle. And, you know, I think back uh, to when um, Pirates softball um, w- was having a lot of success. And I, kn- I know um, the program's on its way back now, certainly. Um, when you're making your recruiting pitch, um, do you point to you know, the way things are in baseball and then, hey, um, it, it can be this way here as well because I remember attending a softball game with with the bleachers there, the beautiful Max Joyner Family Stadium. Uh, I literally could not have a conversation with my dad beside me because it was so loud. Yeah, we we, we talk about that with every recruit that we bring in. Uh, we, we tell them we just have to look across the parking lot with what type of success we believe we can have as a softball program. And you're seeing that type of success from others in this conference. I mean, Wichita State was a top 25 team all year. Uh, we've got UCF leaving its top 25 program, but USF has been in the top 25 in, in recent years, going, dating back as early as last year. So we, we've got to be a, a top 25 program just to compete in this conference. And that's uh, that's why I took the position two years ago, because we, we knew we had that ability and the potential here with this program and how great Pirate Nation is and how much they'll get behind uh, a winning program. So we saw that at times throughout the season, This the, the excitement and the the energy at, at Max Joyner. But again, you look over at baseball, that's, that's absolutely our vision. That's, that's what our expectation or goal is for the program. We, we want to be there just like they are with selection Sunday for us and uh, ha- having that kind of support, just like, just like they do. And uh, now they cliff has, has done a great job uh, kind of being the model program for what ECU should be. And that's, that's what, that's what we're looking forward to. And uh, that's what we're in the process of building. Final thing I have for you, Coach, uh, you, you talk about the conference. Uh, you, you referenced UCF and obviously Houston on uh, some quality programs moving on, but then you have the likes of Wichita State, South Florida returning, and then you have some um, some programs coming in. Uh, so um, tell us about the FAUs and, or you know other programs that are entering the league. Yeah, our, our conference doesn't get any easier. Uh, some from the outside would look at it and be like, oh, you're, you're losing this program and this program and bringing teams in from Conference USA. Conference USA is a good softball conference. Uh, we're bringing in five programs. Uh, we, we got Charlotte coming in, which we're excited about because uh, that gives us the ability to, to have a drivable team in conference that uh, we feel like can be a rival. Uh, but they were top 30 in RPI in the country this year. Uh, they went to a regional final. That's a really good program uh, that, that they've done with done well with over there. FAU, uh, another one that's historically been a really good program. Uh, they competed really well in, in the conference. UAB, uh, another one that's really strong. But then you got North Texas, who was right there with Charlotte battling for conference championship. Uh, and, and they're, again, a really high RPI. And then UTSA is, is another one that's been a strong program in the past. But we're bringing in four of the five programs we're bringing in are top 100 RPI programs. Uh, and that's that, that's challenging because we know we're going to have to look on our schedule. And uh, now we're going to have 10, 10 programs in the, in the conference. Uh, so you're going from 18 conference games to 27, uh, which is more than basically half the schedule. Uh, it's tough conference games that we're going to have to prepare for week in and week out. Uh, we're going to lose a little bit of the preseason schedule where we got to knock off two tournaments to start conference play earlier. But uh, it's something to look forward to all year long, but the conference battles are going to be really tough. So we had a, a handful of teams in the conference this year that were top 100. We're bringing in four 
So it's going to be one of the more challenging conferences in the country. Each year it's been ranked fourth, fifth or sixth ranked toughest conference and uh, it's not going anywhere. So just bringing in the amount of teams is just that much more conference play. So we're, we're excited about it. There's going to be some new rivalries to to build. The Charlotte one, again, is one that fans can look at as an in-state rival. Uh, but nationally, na- nationwide uh, conference, it's it's going to be as, as challenging as any any there are out there. So uh, it's a tough test, but we're, we're looking forward to it. Tail Pirate Nation, uh, also on softball coaches, you know, be it high school or, um, or travel ball, you know, how they can follow you on social media. Yeah, we, we, we've got our uh, Instagram account, but, but ecpirates.com, you, you'll find everything there, all, all of our links to, to social. But uh, we've got some great content that go out there, uh, some great opportunities to follow our athletes and uh, some that, we again, we, we look forward to, to springboarding into some great success next year. But there's going to be some great things to follow, whether it's through Instagram, Twitter, uh, all of our accounts, uh, some kids that we're going to be bringing in the next month here that are going to be some big name players for our program. So a lot to look forward to, not just next season, but over the next month, month and a half on some players that we're bringing in. Like I said, we've got room for, for four five, six more that we think we're going to bring in this summer. So a lot of exciting news just to follow, even though it's off season, it's never off season for, uh, for softball coaches in, in our program. So a lot to be excited about. Definitely is. And, you know, when that happens in late summer, uh, we'll love to have you back on uh, when you're, allowed and can talk about uh, those incoming pieces uh, right when the fall semester is getting cranked up. Absolutely. I appreciate your time, Coach. And that is East Carolina head softball coach uh, entering his third season uh, next year. And that is Shane Winkler. Uh, appreciate everyone tuning in. Whether you're you know, watching on our YouTube channel, be sure to subscribe. Click that notification bell so you're alerted when we release new content or go live. Also, follow us on Twitter at the Sports OBJ, on Instagram at the Sports Objective, and like and follow our Facebook page. But uh, for East Carolina softball coach Shane Winkler, I'm Bubba Rosenbaum. You've been watching and listening to the Sports Objective. Have a great one, everyone, and as always, go Pirates. Every first down, every touchdown with the cannons blast. Get it on, get it all, get the red going at the